Jessica Pate is the founder and president of a nonprofit organization called We Are Brave Together. We Are Brave Together is an organization that provides community and mentoring for mothers caring for children of any age with disabilities, special needs, or other medical or mental health challenges. As a mom of a child with special needs herself, Jessica knows firsthand just how necessary and powerful it is to know that you are not alone. This passion carries over as she gathers women to encourage them, mentor them, inspire them, and validate their intense and precious journeys. Jessica is here to share with us her own journey to create this organization and the powerfully positive support she is working to offer all those who gather in this community. Let's take a listen. Okay. Hi, Jessica. How are you today? Hi. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. So happy to have you here on Be The Good Podcast. And I'm really uh, excited to jump into talking about your nonprofit organization, We Are Brave Together. So We Are Brave Together is a nonprofit organization that provides community and mentoring for mothers caring for children of any age with disabilities, special needs, or other medical or mental health challenges. Can you tell us what inspired you to create this organization? Absolutely. My inspiration was my son, Ryan, uh, first of all, because he has a rare genetic disorder called Prader-Willi syndrome. He was diagnosed at five weeks of age. And so from the beginning, almost the beginning of motherhood, I already had one child, Luke, who was two and a half at the time, but immediately my motherhood shifted on its axis when we got the diagnosis and we knew that this was going to be a lifelong story. And so from then on, I just really surrounded myself with other moms in this world and found my tribe. I had mentors and it just got me thinking how powerful mentoring or organic mentoring connection and community is to the journey for all of us as human beings. But when you've got chronic hardship, you have to have anchors and you have to have that sense of belonging. And when motherhood is altered because you have a child with special needs, extra extra needs, unique needs, extreme needs, whatever it is, medical, psychiatric, psychological, educational, it's a different world and it's a different journey that you walk and you have to find your people. Yeah, absolutely. And I I love that this comes from such an organic place, like you said, that this comes from your own experience. So I read that you are super passionate about authentic girl time, which I love and totally can relate to. Um, You love fostering deep life-giving friendships and that you have been intentional about your ever-widening community of girlfriends. So how would you say that plays into your desire to show up for other moms who need support, like those who are caring for special needs children? Because I've always had little communities that have really filled my soul and have made life meaningful. I've had women in my life that inspire me or challenge me or fully accept me. Uh, All of it, I want that for other moms. And so I wanted to create a community for moms to be a part of where they know that they can come and it's a judgment-free zone. They have an immediate bond, even though our children have different ages and different diagnoses and our daily caregiving struggles might look different. There's absolutely a thread and a bond that's there. And we learn so much from each other. 
when we leave all the junk behind, when we leave comparison, when we leave cattiness or competition, we have so much to offer each other. Not That's been my experience. Not that I haven't had some bummer girlfriend experiences. I've had a few, but I've mostly been blessed by really amazing women in my life. And I, I choose carefully. Um, and I want that for other women. It doesn't mean you have to have 10 best friends. If you can have one or two inner circle friends that really understand you, support you, get you, accept you, that's all you need. Totally. And especially when you're dealing with these extra stressors as a mom, you know, I I think life as a mom is stressful to begin with, but when you're dealing with extra needs or special needs or just, you know, it, it adds on extra layers of stress. So to have those friendships and those, um, connections is I'm sure vital, um, to feel supported. So what is it exactly? What type of resources do your organization offer? And how would you say these resources best help the, uh, help to support the women that you serve? So our mission is to combat the isolation and compassion fatigue or burnout that moms face. And we do that by offering support groups. So traditional support groups, virtual or in-person. We offer educational workshops and we offer retreats and retreat scholarships. And we also have our podcast break together. We are really hoping to inspire moms in their everyday journey with, with the information and the stories that we share. Certainly, I believe strongly in the power of gathering. And so there's magic that happens when you're in person. And so COVID is certainly throws a damper on things and we went virtual with everything, but we're slowly creeping back to in person. And there's just something about being in a physical presence where a safe, sacred space has been created where you know you can share. No one's going to pounce on you. You're going to be validated. You're going to be seen, heard, and understood. And the feedback that we've received over the last four years is that just the power of gathering in any of those settings, especially the retreats. I think the retreats are especially magical and our dream is definitely to expand, to do more and more and more of those. But it's transformative and comforting to be in the presence of others who really understand it. We glean so much from just sharing our stories and hearing each other's stories. And then certainly we all benefit when we hear from experts, right? Whether that's um, a life coach a marriage and family therapist, um, a clinical psychologist, you know, an expert on IEPs or, you know, um, advocacy areas or marriage or grief. I mean, anything. The topics are truly endless that we try to cover, whether it's through the podcast, through workshops, or at any of our support groups or retreats. But you're in a setting of people who really understand when you're talking to somebody who has typical children, it's not necessarily the same experience. And so I think just by being in the presence of other people who really understand alone is comforting and it's like a big exhale. And then of course, I know I'm not so pie in the sky that it just makes all the challenges go away, but you do go back into your everyday life with some practical takeaways and just the vision of these other moms who are fighting hard, loving hard, 
beside you, even though they're not physically beside you. You can see them. You can think about them. And it's strengthening and empowering that they're facing their challenges every day. You're facing your challenges every day. And you can draw strength from that. You really can draw strength from that, I believe. Yeah, and I can see how that support is so necessary. Like you, the, I, I like that you pointed out the fact that when you're dealing with difficulties with your child and you're talking to a parent who's not experiencing anything like that, it's hard, I would imagine, to feel seen and heard and validated. Um, and, and you're not probably looking for it to be taken off of your plate completely. You just need to be validated in what you're going through to kind of give you that strength to move forward. So I think that it's just wonderful what you're doing, especially with the in-person retreats. I would imagine that that's a nice break as well, away from your everyday to kind of meet with like-minded people and connect in that way. So how would you say for people listening to this podcast, um, how could they best support a mother in their own community um, who has a special needs child? What would your best advice be? First of all, Christina, thank you for asking because we want people to ask us. And part of that is hard because we don't want to provide necessarily like, well, this is what you can do for me, right? Because we're already overwhelmed. But for your listeners who want to do something and the tangibles mean everything, offer to bring a dinner, offer to go grocery shopping because moms don't want to take their kids into the grocery store. Moms don't want to go to Target or Costco with their kids with special needs. It's so hard, especially for some. So if you could take that away, or if you say, you know what, I want to come over and help you with an organization project, something tangible like that. Or please know that your children are always welcome in our home. Your family, your whole family is welcome in our home. Um, Kids and Kids are often left out of birthday parties and events. And frankly, sometimes it's just too hard for us to even want to go because we don't know how it's going to go. And so we just avoid. But if, but if a parent said to me ahead of time when Ryan was little, I would love for your whole family to come and we'll do whatever we can to make it a special experience for you. I mean, it, not everybody has to say that for every birthday party that exists. But if that happened a few times in Ryan's growing up experience, where it was a family who I knew that no matter what happened, if Ryan were to have a complete utter meltdown, they're just like loving me, supporting me through it. They're not judging me, wondering like, control your kid. Because when we put ourselves in situations where our kid might potentially melt down, we just want to avoid it. Because there's, it's not just the kid melting down and having to do with the behavior. It's the whole environment. And we're so greatly impacted and the siblings are greatly impacted. And so warm, welcoming places would be, would be great. And I think also maybe you're, you, you can't do something physical and tangible, like make a dinner, go grocery shopping. But I think the best thing that you can say to someone who's going through a crisis that you have no idea or a chronic hardship that you've not walked through is to say, like a friend said to me, Jess, I know enough to know that I have no idea what you're going through, but I see you, I love you, and I'm here for you. And I'll walk through this with you. The kindest, most loving thing that you can say to someone, and this goes for anything, 
let's say your best friend loses their mom and you haven't been through that experience. You can still offer those genuine words of love and support. You're acknowledging, I know enough to know, I have no idea what it's like to lose a mom because I haven't lost my mom, but I love you. I see you and I'm here for you. I think that is so important and great that you said that because I can relate. I lost my mom pretty young. I was 24 when she passed away. And of course, I understood that my peers didn't know much of what to say because we were really young. But I have since told people that something similar to that, that, you know, you don't have to say, I get it. Or, you know, I also know that it's just so uncomfortable. People have the best intentions and they want to show that they care, uh, you know, and they want to support you, but they just get so caught up in the anxiety of not knowing what to say that I think Mm -hmm. what you just said is perfect. It's to Mm -hmm. say, to acknowledge, I don't know what you're going through, you know, put that out there right off the bat. That should ease your anxiety yourself, you know, and then just say, but I I care about you and I'm here for you and, and tell me what I can do for you. And I think you're right. Sometimes the tangible stuff is awesome. And I think practical and super helpful for any mom, but especially when you've got extra things on your plate, um, like your child's emotional needs or your child's physical needs. Uh, but to just be able to hear someone say a kind word to you or a welcoming you into their home with like absolutely no expectation, just saying, I, I welcome your whole family as your whole selves um, come exactly as you are. That can go a long way, I'm sure. So I'm glad that you brought that up. It's just that aspect of empathy and kindness. And Mm -hmm. that actually leads me to my next question because we like to talk a lot about compassion on -hmm. this podcast. Mm -hmm. So I like to ask each of my guests, what is your own definition of compassion? My own definition of compassion, I think it's it's not just feeling, but it's feeling in action. So you're, you're highly attuned to others' experiences or suffering or challenges or trials. Uh, and you're moved to do something. And again, it doesn't have to mean you have to go start a nonprofit. <laughs> but you're motivated to relieve that suffering or that pain in some way. And so, like, and we are brave. We say, you know, I'm always encouraging moms to engage in self-care practices or they will burn out. They will have compassion fatigue. It's an actual term. And we're always feeling our kids' struggles and pain, whether it's emotional, mental, physical, educational, whatever it is, social. We feel their pain and we're taking care of them. We have lots of things on our caregiving task list. So we are feeling and we're moving into action always. And so it's a wonderful thing, but if we aren't careful, we can really tip over the cliff into burnout. Yeah. I I could see how easily that could happen and uh, how important it is then in that instance to have extra compassion around you from others, right? To kind of- buoy you up a little bit. And community is obviously something that's very important to you and it's at the core of your organization. So how important do you think community is in general when it comes to supporting our overall mental health? Everything. It's everything for everybody. You know, we're not, you know, what, 
what we saw glaringly during the COVID season of lockdown, not lockdown, and all of the restrictions is that we are not meant to live and love and learn and work in isolation. We're not. We are meant to be in community. It doesn't mean a huge community. We don't have to have a huge amount of people, but we do need community. There is something that community provides that you can't get by yourself. No matter what you do online, even though I believe there's beautiful connections, I've made beautiful connections through the years on social media, and it's lovely when that happens, but you need the physical presence of other people in your life. You need to the face-to-face. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And you're right that <laughs> this past year or so has made that absolutely obvious to us. And yeah. uh, yes. I think, too, yeah. when we talk about you know, just having extra stresses in our lives, no matter what your extra stress is, having community to fall back on is so important. And having those face-to-face physical, I think there's something about the, the actual act of getting together physically that adds exactly. an extra layer of comfort that you can't really get so much that connects connection really. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like, mm-hmm. like you said, we can connect virtually, but there's an element to connection that's kind of necessary in being together physically Um, And I think it's wonderful that you host these support groups, um, you know, for the moms and the women who you're trying to serve in this We Are Brave Together community so that they can have that extra support. So what can my listeners do to best support your ongoing mission and work? Like, what are the, the greatest actionable items we can tackle to help support you? I mean, certainly, you know, financial support would be amazing. There's so much we want to do. And, you know, for example, with our retreats, we only charge $200 and we offer scholarships because, you know, $200 for some moms, it's just not doable. But that's, that's what we charge for housing, food, snacks, goodie bags, speakers for 48 hours and uh, roughly 48 hours. And we take care of the rest of the costs as an organization because we're trying to make a weekend of rest and respite accessible. Now we just need more donors and some angel donors to make it possible so that we can expand throughout the United States. And we do even have satellite support groups outside the United States. So, I mean, it would be dreamy to be able to do retreats in all of those places as we grow and launch more satellite support groups. So certainly financial would be fantastic. Or, you know, if you want to get together with your group of girlfriends and create goodie bags for retreats, I've had moms do that with their daughters. I have a a group of moms and daughters that in the past, pre-COVID, they did our goodie bags and they put these cute little bags together with different items in it. It doesn't have to be super, super costly, but it's like Christmas for the moms when they arrive at a retreat and they see this bag of goodies, you know? So, I mean, that's, you know, that's definitely something or, um, if there's a satellite support group in your area, either offering to host or host a brunch alongside the support group um, or just dropping off, you know, cookies and nibbles to a support group that's in your town. If that's, you know, if that's where you are, there's, there's a lot of ways for sure. That's a great idea about the goodie bags because sometimes people, you know, as much as I, I know the financial support 
I run a nonprofit also. <laughs> the financial yes. support, it, you know, it's you can't get around the fact that that really is the yes. most important piece in terms of support because it's right. how you accomplish your goals. But I think sometimes people really enjoy having something hands-on. Mm-hmm. Especially, I think that's great that you said with like the young kids, like to, to have something where they're putting their hands into it, you know, to create something that's going to spring forward and help somebody else. That's just such a great way to get in there and do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm going to add in the show notes here links to um, your Instagram and your website, but can you tell us just um, off the cuff here, tell us what they are so that um, we can check out all your ongoing work and follow along. Thank you so much. Yes. So if we do have moms out there listening that want to join the community of We Are Brave, or you know of someone, because chances are, you know, somebody who has a child with extra or special needs, you just go to wearebravetogether.com um, or in the, you know, depending on the timing of the year, wearebravetogether.org, we're getting a brand new website and um, there's a little pop-up and you just fill it out to join. And we are on Instagram at wearebravetogether. We have a Facebook page. We have a podcast called Brave Together with Jessica Pate on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and Stitcher. And we also have an Instagram page for the podcast at Brave Together Pod. And we have a Facebook page for the podcast. So we're all over the place. That's sure. awesome. So we, we can, we will be sure, I will be sure to add this in the show notes so that uh, people can easily navigate and find you and support this awesome work that you're doing. I want to say you. just thank you from you know, my heart to yours that you're even doing this for moms that I know so desperately need it. Um, I think all of us moms need as much support as we can get, but especially when you're dealing with extra, um, you know, hurdles in the process. So thank you for everything that you're doing. And thank you for taking the time to be here today. Uh, Thank you for the privilege of sharing and, and sharing, you know, a little of my story and my passion. You know, it's just, I want to reach every mom and, and help them know that they're not alone. So thank you for helping me do that today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Be The Good Podcast. Please like, comment, and share. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Be The Good Podcast. And remember, we can all find our own way to be the good. Mm-hmm.